Welcome folks, tonight I want to deal with the topic entitled The Three Prayers That Will Give You The Victory That You Need In Your Life. And I think that this is critical and it is vital for so many Christians have said, how many of you have ever prayed something and you've just not gotten the answer? Come on, or you just don't get the victory in this thing and you say, God, how come is it that I feel like I'm praying against the ceiling? Or I never get a breakthrough in this thing. I try and I try and I try. How many times have you gone to God and said, oh, as I believe here, help. Please, God, help me. God, I'll do anything just to get an answer on this thing. You know, a lot of us start negotiating with God. You know, God, if you do this, I'll do that for you. But please just give me something. Yeah, I'll even go to church twice on Sunday as long as you give me an answer. But let me tell you something, that the reason why we are not getting the breakthrough or the victories in our life is because we are not praying in line with the Word. And because we don't know how to pray, the Bible is very clear and it says the following, it says that you don't have because you don't ask, but when you do ask, you ask amiss. Now how can I ask amiss? Well let me tell you how you ask amiss. The first way that you ask a miss is saying, please God do something. You see, we've got to be very careful because a lot of times God's not going to do it because He's expecting you to do it. He's given you authority, He's given you certain tools, and He's given you some things that you need to do first. So tonight, I want us to go and have a look at the three primary prayers that work in conjunction if you want a victory in something. Now, how many of you are looking for a victory in an area in your life? Alright? Some of us have got more than one area. Some of us are just totally perfect. We don't need a victory in anything. You don't even put up your hand. So, some of us really need a victory in an area. And so what we need to do is we need to find out in the Word of God, what does the Word of God say with regards to how I should pray? What I should do to get that victory? Because a lot of people sit down and go, well, it's just simple, you just pray a prayer. Well, let me tell you something, there's many times that I've just prayed a prayer and it hasn't helped. Come on, let's be honest. Alright, you pray and you pray and it just looks like this thing is not coming through. Well... Let's look at the Word of God. The first prayer that you get is found in Matthew chapter 18. So just turn there quickly, Matthew chapter 18. And I want you to get this thing in your spirit because it's going to be one of these um, sermons or messages that I'm going to wake you up in the middle of the night and say, what are the three keys for victory? What are the three prayers that you're going to pray? And I'm telling you, if you don't know, then I'm telling you, don't come to me and say, Ach, as a belief, Pastor, help as a belief. Okay? Because you need to have this thing in your spirit. We have got to start operating on these principles. So let me tell you something. The minute we started to pray in, these line, in this line, we started to see things starting to move quite quickly. A lot of things started to move quite quickly in our lives. A lot of things that we have been battling with started to flow quite easily. You know, even when God has spoken to us and said to us that we need to go to television, a lot of people said, listen, it's going to be very tough to sit down and secure that type of funding for a whole year or whatever. Let me tell you something, it hasn't been that difficult. Men and women have bought into the vision and said, listen, we are going to help carry this thing. And it's with, literally within a week, we have got the funding that we need or the support that we need to carry this thing that we need to do. I want to tell you right now, it is because we are now 
praying in the right way and we're starting to see the results move quite quickly. So I want to tell you something that what we're speaking about and what we're going to teach tonight is not something that is a hit and a miss. Okay, I'm teaching you something that we practice in our own lives. If you want to go and look in our own lives, we get up early in the morning, before the sun is even up, and we pray, and we pray in this vein. This is how we pray. So if you want to start seeing stuff happen in your life, I'm going to teach you how to get the stuff done. Okay, how many of you want to hear some of these things? I want some action in your life, okay? When I pray, I want to see stuff happen. Come on. I'm tired of this thing where we pray and nothing happens. Right. Your first prayer that you need is the prayer of agreement. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, it says, Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done uh, for them by my Father in heaven. In other words, if you agree upon anything on earth, Two of you agree upon it, it will be established, it will be done. That word done means established. It will be put as if it was in concrete. Now let me tell you something. The problem that I've had with this thing is, and I've only discovered this recently, and I was quite surprised when it came out. Somebody came to me and said, Arthur, be careful of a demonic agreement. You must come against demonic agreements. And I I didn't even consider this until I really started to meditate on that idea. And what is a demonic agreement? Well, it is a demonic agreement is very simply this. It is where two people who have an authority start agreeing on something that is going to produce death. When two people agree upon something, because the Bible says when you agree upon one thing, it shall be established, right? Okay? So they're going to start agreeing on something, but it's going to produce death. What do I mean by that? Well, let's use an example. Somebody who is sick and they're busy dying of cancer. And two people sit down and agree. Yes, this person's dying of cancer. What have they done? They've just created a demonic agreement. The two of them have agreed that this person's going to die. Because what is cancer going to do? It's going to bring death. You understand? Or if you sit down, how many of us have agreed that somebody's marriage is in a mess? That person's marriage is in a mess. So we sit down and go, yes, we agree that that person's marriage is really messed up. What have you just done? You've just created a demonic agreement. See, and so what happens is the minute you agree with something that's going to produce death, you've got to be careful because so many times we as Christians are operating in this. So many times we are standing in agreement for death. And so it is such a hectic thing for us to get out of this thing. Because our natural inclination is to go towards negative. Come on, that's what we see. We are agreeing with what we see in the, neg- in the natural. And so just read the newspaper. I mean, if it's not negative, it's not the newspaper. Okay? So you, you start agreeing with it. And I mean, it's simple stuff like, listen... You know, our economy is messed up. So we all agree that it's messed up. So what are we doing? We're creating a demonic agreement. That is not the Word of God. That is 100% against the Word of God. God says, I want to bless you. I want to bless your land. I want you healed. I want your marriage secure. I want the blessing of God. I want unity. I want peace. You understand what I'm saying? So be careful that you are not involved in a demonic agreement. Very simple way to test it. Do I agree with something that is going to bring life? Or do I agree with something that is going to bring death? 
If I ever agree with something that's going to bring death, I want to tell you right now, I will rebuke that in Jesus' name. So we have had to sit down in our own lives, start breaking off demonic agreements around our lives. Anybody who has agreed that there is a negative thing happening on our lives, or anybody who agrees that it's going to be tough for us, anybody who agrees that it's going to be difficult, all of that stuff, we break those things because we want life. We do not want death over our lives. And so what happens is, it's very difficult because now you're fighting Christians, you actually have an authority. You have got an authority to bring life and an authority to bring death. The Bible says, out of your mouth, you'll be justified, and out of your mouth, you'll be condemned. In other words, you'll bring life, or you'll be imprisoned. And so the minute there's a demonic agreement, you'll bring an imprisonment to the person or the thing that you are agreeing upon. So be careful that you are not part of that. And start praying over people who are agreeing against things against you that you know is against the word. What does the word say? That you are blessed, you are prosperous. You might not be that right now, but you do not start confessing negative stuff over yourself. Because you are going to have a problem. The second problem with agreement is this. Make sure that you don't come into agreement with somebody who is in strife. Let's go to James chapter 3 quickly. And I want everybody to take note of this scripture, because this is a fundamental scripture in our lives. James chapter 3. Just quickly finding James. Does somebody know where James went to? I know that it's before Peter. Let's quickly get it. James chapter 3 verse 16. James chapter 3. It says this, For where there is envy, okay, and self-seeking exists, Okay, so self-seeking, some Bible says, where there is envy and strife. Okay, there is confusion and every evil thing is there. Where there is strife, every evil demonic thing is loosed. So you do not come into agreement with somebody who is in strife. Somebody who is busy fighting and breaking down people and fighting with people, you don't come into agreement with that person because you are going to release a demonic thing in your life. So you make sure that you stand in agreement with somebody who has got faith. Somebody who stands in according to the word. Not according to what they are seeing. Not according to what they think should be happening. And not somebody who is in strife. Okay? So when you sit down and say, we're going to stand in agreement over this. You are talking about men and women who believe the word of God. Even if the situation does not line up with the word right now. Even if the situation is not in line with the word. You say, the word of God is going to turn that situation around. It's like Jesus Christ, when there was a storm, he spoke and then it changed. Okay? So don't go on what you see. Go on the word of God. Get somebody to stand in agreement with you in line with the word of God. If the word of God says that you are prosperous, you start standing on that thing. If the word of God says that you are healthy, you start standing on that thing. If the word of God says that you are blessed, you start standing on that thing. And get somebody to agree with you and start establishing that thing in your life. So whatever your victory is, get somebody to agree with you that is a person of faith. What is a person of faith? Somebody who believes the word. 
somebody who really believes God, not just quote scripture. How many times have you know Christians who quote scripture and it means absolutely nothing? They quote a lot of scripture, but there's no weight behind it. There's no punch behind that thing. Why? Because they are just sitting down regurgitating a lot of head knowledge, but they don't actually have a revelation of that thing. They don't actually believe the word that they are busy quoting you. They don't practice it, they don't believe it, they don't stand on it, and they never see the results of it coming through in their lives. Okay? So I want you to know, get somebody who really believes God. Somebody who really trusts God and says, God, I believe you for this thing. Okay? Number two, binding and loosing. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18 again. Back to Matthew chapter 18. I should have bookmarked it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell me when you get there. See, you guys have got iPads, so you guys jump quite quickly. Matthew chapter 18. Verse 18. Now listen to this. Very uh, assuredly I say to you, okay, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So in other words, you as a believer, if you bind something on earth, it's bound in heaven. Spiritually, it can't move. But this is where we go wrong. This is where I went wrong for many, many years. How many of you have bound the demons that are busy influencing your stuff? Who's bound demons in their life? Come on, if you're charismatic, you should be doing it often. Alright? You sit down and you say, I bind the demonic spirit that's affecting me or coming against me or whatever it is. We bind the devils all over the place. But you know what the funny thing is? Every time you bind the devil, it's like next week you find the same devil again. You go, God, I've dealt with this. Why am I finding this thing again? Well, let me tell you something. That is what I used to do for years. I used to sit down and bind the devil. I used to resist the devil. I used to bind the demonic influence over my life. The Bible says you don't fight against flesh and blood, but you fight against principalities and powers. In other words, you're fighting these, these demonic spirits that you cannot see. But yet, every time you bind this thing, it keeps coming back. And I kept on saying, but how come is this thing a reoccurring thing? I'm not getting the victory that I should. Well, let me tell you the answer for that. And it's a, such a simple one, and we've missed it. In Matthew chapter tw- uh, 12, let's just a few chapters back. Matthew chapter 12, verse 29. Verse 29. It says, How can you enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless you first bind the strong man? And then you'll be able to plunder his house. Okay? What does that mean? It means that there is a strong man. A strong man is, let's call it a general. We are busy dealing with the privates. What happens if you take out a private? The general sends another one. That's why you keep having the same issue reoccurring over and over in your life. Why? Because you've not bound up the strong man, the general that's controlling this thing. So if you sit down and say, God, I need a victory in this thing, you say, I bind the strong man that is over this area that I need a victory for. Okay, whatever it is. So let's take a marriage for instance. Let's say I need a victory or or total restoration in my marriage. Okay, I don't need one so I can use our marriage as an example. Okay, so you can sit down and say, I bind that strong man that is affecting my marriage in Jesus' name. You will not come and allow strife or division or any sort of uh, dissension between my wife and I. 
You see, now I'm binding the strong man over that. Now you must know that you're eventually going to get into different levels. You start by saying, okay, in my house, every demonic spirit that is around in my house, I bind that strong man that's influencing my home. Then you start over the suburb, and eventually you start over the city. Now I wouldn't recommend that you go and stake the strong man of the city until you've sorted your house out. Okay? Why? Because the minute you start with the strong man of the city, you're going to have all of those levels coming against you. Must understand, there's going to be a bit of a fight here. So don't get ready, don't take that on until you've sorted out these victories. But the point is this, is we are going to get there in Jesus' name. We are going to help sort out the spiritual atmosphere over Paul Elizabeth in the name of Jesus. Amen? We are going to get there. But let's start off at the beginning. The victories in your life has got to start by you binding the strong man over the area that you need the victory in. You need to say, this area I am not going to settle for anymore. The strong man that is influencing this thing, I bind you, and now I plunder his goods. What does it mean? I go and get back everything that should have been mine. What does the Bible say? He comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. So he's come to steal. What has he stolen? Your health, your unity. Okay, he's come to steal all these things that God has ordained. Everything that is against the word of God has been stolen from you. Everything. So if you are not prosperous in everything in there that you do, that means that some way the devil has stolen from you. Now if I had to be honest and take a survey, every single one of us had that stuff taken from us. Some way. Whether it be relationships, whether it be inheritances, whether it be finance, whether it be whatever it is. Somewhere along the line you've had stuff taken. And you know what? You need to get that stuff back. Do not settle for this, Ah, well, we'll just suffer through this earth. So foot in the first block, man. Come on. We are not here for that. We are here to genuinely represent the kingdom of Jesus Christ and reclaim what is ours. We're supposed to be dominating over this earth. Right now we are allowing too many things to happen. So your first step is this. Get into agreement. And say, God, we are going to stand in agreement over this thing. And then we're going to bind the strong man that is influencing this thing in Jesus' name. And then we say, we are going to lose the blessing back to me. I'm going to lose, I bind the strong man and all of his works over this area. And God, I lose a flow into my life. And whatever it is, if you're in business, you lose contracts into your life. You lose favor into your life. I want to tell you right now, since we've been praying this, this way, I can't tell you the favor that we found in this city. Wherever I go, I have found favor. We find favor wherever we go and whatever we need to do. I mean, I've never had so much favor wherever I am. I sit down and joke and say, listen, I'm the only guy who doesn't own a church building, but I've got two church keys in two properties. And then I'm still in the third venue. I'm the only guy that's got three venues and I've got access to everything I need. Why? Favor. You understand? It's favor. It's only the favor of God that's operating like that. So I want you to know that God is busy with something. And it starts moving when you start praying like this. And you start operating like this. Okay? Then number three. It's very important this one. Is your petition. Okay, your petition. Now Philippians chapter... Now before we get into the petition, can you see the first two actually has nothing to do with you asking God anything yet. 
Come on. Have I asked God for anything yet? No. I am busy declaring what should be happening here. I'm standing on God's word and I'm bringing it in the way it should be. And I haven't even asked God for one thing yet. Okay? So, don't think that you're just going to get it right if you go to number three. You've got to sit down and bind the strong man and lose the stuff that you need. So if you need whatever provision, you start binding that strong man that's stopping it, and then you start loosing it in your life. Is this helping you? Right. Let's go to Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in every, everything by prayer and supplication. Excuse me, the word supplication means petition. Some of your Bible translations will have the word petition in it. Alright? By prayer and petition or supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now, what does petition mean? It is a legal term. Alright, petition means where you go and you go towards, or you go before a judge and you say to the judge, listen, this is what has been agreed and so I am petitioning that you execute this thing. Are you guys with me? It's a legal thing. So listen to me, it's very important. When you deal with legal things, you can't go in there unprepared. You can't go in there and just go and say, Oh, well, judge, um, I think it's like this, or maybe it's like this, maybe I could have this, or perhaps I'm not sure. Come on. How many of you would deal in court like that? No. You are now going before God, and you have to know exactly what you're petitioning. Okay? So what do you petition? How does a petition work? What does it look like? I'm going to give you some points here. Number one is a petition only starts working in God's kingdom when you've got a scripture backing. Because God will not go against His word. So your first thing is, the area of victory that you want, go and get a scripture. So you sit down and go, listen, I need a scripture in this thing. And this is the area that I need a, a scripture for. Okay? And you go and look for a scripture. If you can't find a scripture, I'm going to help you. Go to Google. And say, I need a scripture for this thing. If you, if you don't know your Bible. Okay? Alright? If you're not sure, come and ask me. Check out that it's the right scripture for the area that you need a victory in. You say, listen, I need a victory in this thing. This is the area that I'm struggling with. And you can't go, most of us need more than one victory. Come on. Okay, you need a petition for every area. Why? Because you're going to go before God specifically with that thing. You see? And now what happens is this. In essence, let's use an example. Let's say I need a victory in a financial thing. I sit down and I take a scripture, for instance, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, it says that God, uh, Jesus became poor so that I can become rich. There's a scripture. Now what am I doing? I'm going before God and I'm saying, God, I'm petitioning this according to your Bible, according to your word, that this thing needs to be granted to me. Not because I'm worthy, but because you said so. You have ordained this thing to be like this. Health. Lord, I thank you that according to Romans, it says that the spirit that raised Christ up from the dead will quicken my mortal body. 
So right now, I petition my body to be quickened by your Holy Spirit, because your Bible says so. You understand? So whatever it is, you get a scripture over that area. And then you sit down and you say, I put it in writing. Okay? Put it in writing and say, according to this scripture, I petition the Lord with the following. And write step by step and point point down. Why do you put it in writing? Show me a legal document that doesn't need, that's not in writing. Write it down. Okay? The Bible says write it down. It needs to be made plain. It needs to be made clear. So that you know exactly what you are trusting God for. So you need to sit down and say, God, I'm trusting you for this amount of finance that I need for this victory in this thing. Or I'm trusting you for this healing in this thing. Or I'm trusting you for this miracle in my relationship. Or I'm trusting you, you know, whatever it is, write it down specifically so that you know. Then you need to have confidence. The Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace. See, most of us, you can't walk in there and go, "Uh, I'm scared of you, God, Uh, I'm not sure. No, you are now going according to what God had said. See, God had said so, so you can go boldly and say, God, but you said this. I'm petitioning you according to what you said, not what I said. And your word does not return to you void. All I have to do is believe it. You know, if it was in the natural, it's a lot easier. You know, when you sit down, if you, come on, let me give you an example. If I'd given you a wall that said that you're inheriting some money, or a farm, let's say you've got a farm. Alright, you've got a wall, it's in, in paper, it's written down. How many of you would have a real problem going to the judge to go get it? Come on, you go like, yes, no, listen, I'm confident. Here's the paper, it says so, it's mine. Come on, would you have a problem? No. When it comes to God, we're not sure. Come on, let's be honest. Oh no, God, we're not sure. But yet, God's word is true. Why don't we have what His word says? Because we don't believe it. And we're not coming confident before God. And saying, God, I am your child according to your word, not what I said. Here is my petition. And I write this thing out, and I thank you, Lord, that it's done and settled in Jesus' name. And then, remember what he says here. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, the rest of the verse. Listen to this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving let your requests be known. What does that mean? It means, I thank you Lord that this is settled. I thank you Lord that this is done. It is done. It is finished. I have brought the petition. He has the detail and it's done. Okay? So, what is... What does our prayer life look like when we want a victory? Well, let me show you. We get a, we've got a, a few pages, probably about five or six odd pages, I'm not sure, of piped out scriptures of every category that we are trusting God for a victory. Every category. And we sit down and say, okay, here is one for my family. Here's one for my children. Alright, here's one for my health. Here's one for my finances. And we get three or four scriptures under each one of those. And then we sit down every single morning, we start praying. And then we pray in agreement over every one of those sections. And we say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we stand in agreement over the scripture, over this word, and we call it over our lives. Next thing, we bind the strong man over that thing. And we say, this area, we bind the strong man over everyone. 
You see, it's not like one strong man that covers everything in your life. There are specific things that are targeting you in different areas. So then you sit down and say, I bind the strong man over this area of my life. Wherever you need the victory, wherever you are struggling, then you sit down and you bind that strong man and loose the blessing of God. And then you have a petition. You write out a petition of the thing that you need. The area where you need a victory, you write a petition that has got fixed amounts if it's finance, fixed things of where you want your healing, or whatever it is, fixed things about the relationship you want restored. Everything is fixed and detailed. And you say, God, I thank you that we can petition you this morning and this evening. And afterwards, when you've done that, you say, God, I thank you that it's done. 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 Okay? And that's all you do. And when you start seeing that in operation, your life will never be the same again because you're going to start seeing the victories. So, my question to you is this. Is don't... Are you going to remember the three prayers that you need to pray? Right? If I wake you up in the middle of the night, I want you to hear agreement, strong man, binding and loosing, and petition. Okay? Those are the three prayers that you need. And when you've got those prayers practicing all the time, I believe with all my heart we are going to start seeing victories come quicker. We are not going to delay things. We are not going to sit down and waste time anymore. I need to be able to move quick. If it's a hindrance, we pray that thing out of the way in Jesus' name. It needs to turn quickly. Our word needs to carry the authority that God says it does. And we don't come and pray, please God help me out of this mess. Do you understand? The next time you pray that, you've just realized that you've just wasted a lot of time. Because that's not biblical. I don't see any, you know, when Peter was walking past the guy that was crippled. He never asked God once to heal him. You see that? He goes, hey, silver and gold I don't have, or whatever, I give you in the name of Jesus, be healed. Rise up. He never asked God once to heal him. What do you do? You command it. You have the authority in the name of Jesus. Okay? And you start using the word of God. And when we do that, we are going to see the victories in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, right now I thank you that we are not going to be the same again in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, that we as sons and daughters of the Most High God are going to start seeing the victories in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray for every single person at the sound of my voice. Lord, that we will start taking these things seriously. Lord, that we will start getting into your word. And Lord, that we will start fighting a good warfare. Lord, with the word of God and with our faith. And Lord, the prophetic words over our lives. Lord, I thank you that wherever you have promised something, we can petition it in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you right now that we will not be the same again in Jesus name. Lord that we will start trusting you and start using your word because your word says that it will not return to you void. And I thank you Lord for victory upon victory upon victory. Lord that we as the body of Christ will see the divine working of a miracle working God in Jesus mighty name. Amen. 
Thank you, folks, for listening to today's message. I trust that you are blessed by it. If you would like to receive these message links directly to your phone, please WhatsApp me on my direct number, 082-659-2224, or if you have any questions that I might be able to help you with. And remember that we've got many, many other resources available for you. So please have a look at our website, www.fathersheart.co.za. Also, Subscribe to our podcast by going to iTunes and search for Arthur Frost and subscribe to my sermons podcast. May we be richly blessed as we apply the truth of God's word as he reveals it to us. Many blessings and God bless.